Previously on Libel the Bible, Moses and Aaron ask Pharaoh to set the Israelites free. Pharaoh accuses the Israelites of being lazy and increases their workload. The Lord tells Moses that he'll use extreme measures to free the Israelites. God turns the Nile into blood. God unleashes frogs, gnats, and flies upon the Egyptians. Pharaoh's heart continues to be hardened by God and will not let the Israelites go. And now, episode 14 of Live All the Bible. Nothing matters. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm uh, I'm 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 Rusty. <laughs> I'm Scott. <laughs> Welcome Wait, to Live. Is that the way it is? Uh, tonight it might as well be. All right, I'm Rusty. I'm Scott. We're getting a little bit of a late start in the recording studio because, um, you know, Rusty felt the need to like correct a lot of my actions again and school me <laughs> on some of the finer arts of acting, podcasting, word pronunciation. You know, everything I do wrong. I mean, it's an ongoing process. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm moldable. I'm a, I was just a chunk of clay when you got here, but now yeah. look at us. Now, now look at us. By the way, we got a milestone to celebrate. What's the milestone? One thousand oh, listens. Shit, one thousand listens. Didn't you tell me that like um we qualify once you reach a thousand listeners to like like get ten cents for an ad if you read it on air or something? No, it was a lot less than that. It was a lot less listens. It was like fifty listens. We have actually in. Um, our anchor app, we have the option of setting up ads. So, so we could have made dozens of cents. We could have made $10 or like after what? a thousand listens, we would have had $10. So, <laughs> wow. So it took us how many months to get $10? 10, 10 weeks. 10 weeks to get to $10. Get a, to get a thousand listens to earn the $10. Yes. Uh, and we didn't move on that. So maybe, you know. They say the best time to start is yesterday. The second best time to start is today. So maybe we need to look into that. Listen, I, when you're on Skid Row, man, that 10 bucks will make a difference. So uh, here's the thing. Before we get any further into this discussion, because we're having this discussion, I want to bring something up. I, wa- I meant asking you. So I saw a, a Twitter post where the person was advising podcasters when the show starts... Mm-hmm. Don't ramble about, like, your personal shit. Don't, like... Nobody wants to hear that. People want to hear the content. Get right into the content. I made a comment. I see you want to interrupt. And and that was good. You didn't. I I applaud you. I saw, like, your whole face contorted. You were about to say something. And I saw you stop yourself. So I'm going to give you a little treat now. (laughs) Positive reinforcement. So I made the counterpoint. I tweeted out that, you know, one size does not fit all, that there are literally tens of millions of podcast listeners. Mm -hmm. And for every one podcast listener that wants to dive right into the content, there's another one who likes to hear the hosts of the show being engaging and talking about like what's been going on for the week before they get into the show. Now, I'm not saying we're good at it. You know, we are, but I'm not saying that. So I am saying that um, I think it matters who the hosts are, what what the theme of the show is. So what do you feel? Do you feel like we benefit from this kind of banter in the beginning of the show or 
because in editing, I have cut out a decent amount of our banter to get straight into the episode after about a minute, minute and a half. Do you find yourself cutting out more of your banter or more of my banter? No, it's just back and forth banter that I cut out. I guess you can't banter. There's like one side of a banter, right? So um, I don't know. I think do we do we banter about completely off topic stuff? Like we're discussing podcast stuff right now. Maybe not with this guy discussing the Bible. We're, we're well, right now, the podcast. right, right now, it's a little bit of a meta conversation. Yeah, the the meta being like we're having. A, a discussion about the philosophy of podcasting. We're not necessarily discussing the podcast itself. Right. So it's still um, in universe. It's still, I mean, still we, we have like a whole discussion that I edited out about me playing Wordle. We had like a five minute conversation. Like I'm explaining the rules of Wordle and it's like that. I felt like, yeah, we don't need to have that. Yeah. You know, you know, <sighs> No, I don't think we should have you drone on and about things that nobody cares about. Well, um, it's it's not like it's in a vacuum. Like you're literally asking me about <laughs> it. You're the one bringing it up. There's no proof. Here's what it is, Scott. I've realized the parts that I'm editing. It's you setting me up for failure. It's you bringing up some boring topic that nobody <laughs> wants to talk about. And rather than, you know what? Now that I'm saying the words out loud, it might be my fault for not like condemning it on air like why should i wait until next sunday when i show up to record another episode and tell you all the shit you've done wrong when i could just do it like right there on air maybe i should start doing that scott um yeah maybe i really do not like the fact that you spend an entire week dwelling on shit and looking for stuff to attack <laughs> you know if you don't if you don't point it out right away i'm not even gonna you know what i'm not gonna listen, even listen to your comments and i mean anymore it's hard not to dwell on it when you're editing an episode and listening to your stupid shit over and over and over and over again <laughs> you know it's kind of like the first three times i'm laughing you know it's like watching any movie like even with the godfather as great as the godfather is after you've seen it like a hundred times, oh, you start cool. noticing all the little like nonsensical things that occur, you know, because you've seen and analyzed it so much, you start picking up on the little flaws. Yeah, I don't like that. Movie. Well, with you, it takes about two or three listens, and then I start picking up on all your little flaws. Mm. So what do you think? So do you think like we've bantered enough now and people are like ready for the show? Or do you think they're enjoying this back and forth? I don't know. I'm thinking I'm not enjoying this back and forth because this isn't back and forth. This is just you coming at me. Damn, dude. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, honestly, I, I only listen to a handful of podcasts myself. And um, I think with people that are just about the topic... It kind of bores me. After a while, I like to get to know the host. You know, I like to feel like that. Right. Their sense of humor, their uh, their take on some things. And uh, right. you know, if I wanted to just hear about, if I just wanted to know, learn about the Bible, if I was somebody listening to this podcast, if I just wanted to learn about the Bible, I would just read it myself. Right. Wouldn't listen to these two jerks doing it. I mean, what are you saying? We're not intellectuals. I'm not saying that. We no, don't I'm have saying, anything to contribute, Scott. Don't be. No, you're not. I, listen, you, I know you, I beat you, you down before every episode. But I also don't want you to discredit the strengths that you bring to the podcast. Yeah, you know what? I haven't heard many of those from you. <laughs> well, you're a good bouncing board for my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> 
or, or punching bag for your thoughts. Okay, yeah. that's okay. that's another. I didn't want to be tactless, so I tried to soften the blow a little bit. <sighs> oh, that's here's another change that we have today. Um, wait, 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 wait. I, I will describe the change as I pour this glass of wine. Rusty feels <laughs> I should not open a bottle of wine on air because I should already be inebriated before this. You know this this, this stuff happens. Um, well, I like the, I like the slow progression through the well through the through the hour. In so. fairness, I'm not a big drinker. Yeah, but I smoke. Yeah, and before each episode, I like to smoke. Okay, so I feel like you know as I'm smoking. And getting uh, myself into the proper mental state to host this show, co-host this show. My bad. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Co-host. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I felt like Scott, I'm just Andy Richter over here. Scott should drink while I'm smoking so that we are both properly medicated when the show begins. I see. I don't. I'm not drinking this to be medicated. I'm drinking just to sure you're have not a nice Scott. relaxing. Sure you're not. Why? <laughs> Sure, you're not. So I think the real reason you don't want me doing it is because Rusty doesn't like sound drops and goofy stuff like we had early on in that one episode that I did. And I popped a bottle of wine open on the air. And it's almost like a drop. It's like a sound effect. And like we're just so above that. I mean, maybe he's above that, but I'm not above that. Scott, let's be honest. If you were editing the podcast, mm-hmm. you would edit out your own like wine pop and put in like a drop of a wine bottle <laughs> popping. But I can't do that now. So I, I, I early I, I, episode two. Go listen to everyone right now. <laughs> right now. Well, don't turn us off now. Finish listening to the episode for sure. But go and listen to episode two. Episode two, we decided. Well, Scott decided he was going to add drops in that episode. He did a really good job. I mean, the drops were funny. Like taken by themselves, the drops are good. So this is me praising you. The mm-hmm. problem was. I forgot how long the episode was. It was like around an hour, yeah. about 59 minutes an hour. There were like 30, more than 30 <laughs> drops. I don't know if there was more it was than like, There was a lot, though. There was a lot. Yeah, I counted it, and I divided the number of drops by minutes, and it was something like there was like a drop, like every, like 12 drops every like two or three <laughs> minutes. It was crazy. <laughs> it was. And, and on their own, the drops were funny. Um, we edited down the drops, but there are still some drops up. You listened to the episode. I just listened. Well, How I, many drops I, I about just, are there? I decided there? to uh, start building our website, so I'm going back to listen to the uh, the episodes, and there was probably probably a dozen left. All right, so like a dozen drops in an hour episode. So go and listen to it, and tell us what you think about the drops. Like, should we include drops? I'll actually on uh, Spotify. If you're listening right now on Spotify, I'll put up a, a question. You can do that. Yeah, you can put up a question. Um, I have some questions up on uh, other uh, episodes, like two or three other episodes. No one's answered them. So I'll put up a question. Uh, should we inc- incorporate drops? And um, if you have an opportunity, give us an answer. If you feel strongly about it one way or another. And let us know if we should have drops. So were your questions you already posted not worth answering? <laughs> like, what was you think anyone's going to answer this question? I don't know if... Is this your first appeal? I don't know if we have enough listeners on Spotify. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, so statistically, if you have, like, tens of thousands of listeners... What? 10, 15 of them will, like, answer a question. Mm. If you have, like, 
40 Spotify listeners, like statistically, maybe they'll answer it if they even see it. Okay. You know, so right now we don't have as many listeners as we need, like numbers wise, to really engage. Okay, that's fine enough. So we got big, two big questions now. Drops and whether we and you should just dive into content and not talk to each other. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah. So let's dive into the content. Oh, okay. All right, but before we do that. Yeah. Before we do that, since I, said, I mentioned I was, I was working on the website, I was putting vocabulary words on the website more for me than the, the listeners or for you. But um, there was a whole debate about, remember the serpent from episode one? Sure. Episode two, the first part of Genesis. What was the debate? I, I no, In my head, I was like, is there a difference between a serpent and a snake? Because you had said snake and I had corrected you and said serpent. So I said, let me look up at the definition. So a snake is any of numerous limbless, lim, limbless scaly, elongate, Reptiles of the suborder elongate or elongated. It says elongate. Okay, uh, comprising venomous and non-venomous species inhabiting tropical and temperate areas. Then the second definition is a treacherous person, an insidious enemy. Okay, so the serpent could be a snake. So the definition of a serpent, the first definition is a snake. Okay, so at that point they're, they're interchangeable. Second definition, a wily, treacherous, or malicious person. Then the third definition, the devil. Satan, see Genesis 3, 1 to 5. I never thought of the serpent as Satan. So, I mean... Is he? Well, we don't even know what Satan... Satan Satan's mentioned in the Bible in at some po- point, right? In popular culture, when people dis- discuss that particular section of the Bible, it's always described as Satan tempting Eve. Oh, so I, I, I Yeah, so yeah. I did know that. Um, of course I, you did. I, I was playing along with you because I know that you hate me bringing like outside knowledge and information <laughs> into the show. So <sighs> I, I played along with you. Uh, you also asked that. I forget. You asked a few questions about the serpent that I found funny at the time. And I played along with it. Um, and you described them as so a it's, it's funny that we're going back to the serpent Only now. because, well, because you're gonna, you might get it. We might get a couple of these flashbacks as I go through these episodes and build up the website. Right. So. so basically, in my understanding, the serpent was a snake in phys- like physically it you was described it as a millipede, it was a, by like the way. a python kind of yeah, python um, that was controlled by the devil. Oh, now it was just a python puppet. All right, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't want to dive back into it. I just didn't know anybody considered that Satan, but all right. Know. Controlled by the devil. But I also wonder, like, there were many, many, many texts that were written, and the Bible is only, you know, um, an amalgamation of a certain amount of them. So there might be, like, all this canon out there that we are not familiar with. Yeah, we're, we're going to get to that. Well, I guess it's not canon. I guess the Bible is canon, and the other ones are non-canonical. They, they might be canon. There's plenty, there's plenty of so that's the thing. So according to so a lot of like um, a lot of different sects of Christianity ha- include other parts of like those books into the Bible. So like the Eastern Orthodox might have a book or two added into their Bible that Roman nice, Catholics but... don't, and that's where like their differences stem from. It's like Captain's Log supplemental. Yeah, well, no, it's not anything like Captain's Log <laughs> Supplemental. 
<laughs> All right, let's get let's get into Exodus nine to twelve, man. All right, so this is episode fourteen, and we're covering Exodus nine through twelve, and we're starting off after there were four plagues. Yeah, do you remember what they were, Scott? They were um, river of blood, river of blood, frogs, frogs, gnats, um, gnats, and. Flies. Flies. Ah. Very good, Scott. You remembered them. (laughs) So even after all those plagues, three of which were replicated by Egyptian magicians. Yeah. Remember that? The jerky boys? The Egyptian magician? (laughs) No. You don't remember that phony phone call? (laughs) The Egyptian magician. Yes. The Egyptian magician. All right. Go listen to, uh, go on YouTube. I'm sure it's there. Jerky boys. Phony phone call, Egyptian magician. Mm. I don't know if it still holds up. I don't know. Like it might, we might be in a post. Like you know, is that the one when he goes? Boys. When he goes, I'm gonna go get my tools and crack your fucking head in. <laughs> no, that's probably not that. I opener. forgot. That was the mechanic. All right. So the jerky boy. There's been four plagues because um, Moses wants Pharaoh to release the Israelites. And God is hardening the heart of Pharaoh so that he won't release the Israelites so that God can inflict these, like, uh, plagues upon the Egyptians. Yeah. So there's been four plagues. Exodus 9 opens with the fifth plague. Livestock deceased. (sighs) Yeah. So Moses is instructed to go to Pharaoh and... um Say, uh, let my people go, and if you don't, the horses, the donkeys, the camels, the herds, the flocks are all going to get sick yeah. and die. Um, pestilence, it's called. Is it pestilence? So, like, all like no animals that you use for meat, animals that you use for clothing, animals that you use to work in the fields, like, all of these animals are going to die. Yeah, what's pestilence mean? Like a disease, I think. All right. I'll be in the vocabulary list. All right. I'm, well, you'll fact check. By the way, we've added a fact check to our website. No, we haven't. We've we've added a discussion. Oh, uh, okay. It to the yeah, website. I think so. I think we should because I say. Oh, I did I, one. I did one. I, I say a lot of shit on the show. I I didn't. I you had mentioned in episode two yeah. or episode one about humanity being Homo sapiens being on the planet for around two hundred thousand years. Yeah. And ding ding ding. That's correct. No, nice. I mean, I mean, according to you know Wikipedia, that, <laughs> right? That, that will be we all. Check. We all know it's only people have been around for five thousand years. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. All right, so tomorrow they're all going to be dead. All the animals are going to be dead, and Pharaoh goes, <laughs> eh, whatever. Yeah, he's not impressed. He doesn't care. He's still not letting the Israelites go. Yeah, so here we go. Let's have another plague. So that gets us to the sixth plague: boils. <laughs> <laughs> So Moses is told by God, go to the kiln. By the way, he doesn't even specify, like, he says the The kiln. kiln, Yeah, like there's one central kiln, you know, like, so go to the kiln and get, like, soot from it. Wait, wait, maybe maybe he was talking to him, like, in in, uh, Moses' spot, and Moses had a kiln. So maybe go to the kiln. All right, acceptable. Because if, because if, if there was a kiln there and he goes, go to a kiln, okay. Moses would interrupt and go, you mean that one right there? All right, So, but here's the thing. So Moses has to go to the kiln with the purpose of gathering up the soot, 
throwing up the soot into the air. And then like what everything that the soot touches is going to get like these painful, terrible boils. Yeah, and he said the, the soot's going to go up and become a fine dust and it's going to get everywhere in Egypt. Okay, so that's the thing. How much soot was there? It's for, like it's like glitter, man. You don't need much. It just goes everywhere. For all of Egypt. Yeah, everywhere you find that. All right. So weird. I mean, it's weird. Like, why the soot? Why God would have to do that? Why couldn't he just inflict boils upon the Egyptians? You know, because it's got to be the show, the hands. You know, it's the, the show, the right? Show. And, Scott. Um, even, I mean, Scott. Ah, that's weird because I wanted to say God, and for some reason I said Scott. Mate, do I think mm, of you as a god? Not based on the things you yeah. said. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so you just be overcompensating. <laughs> god wants like he's auditioning for a las vegas residency you know he's like look at all of these tricks i could do man that's good because we come to that too like yeah he wants to demonstrate like his like powers they mentioned the egyptian magicians couldn't stand before like weather this because they were in so much pain from the boils too so apparently like they've been still throwing the magicians up and you know trying yeah, it's weird. Like, yeah, I. But I mean, the Pharaoh is a cynical guy, right? Like, he doesn't trust Moses and Aaron. He's like, these are just tricks that even my magicians can perform, even though they haven't been able to replicate the last couple. Right. So he doesn't let them go. But the problem is, the okay, according to Exodus nine verse twelve. But the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he would not listen to them, just as the Lord had spoken to Moses. So. The Lord, mm-hmm. God, Yahweh, he is creating the situation, right? Because any reasonable human, he's almost like Bill Cosby drugging women, you know? Spanish fly, that was a drop in episode two. Yeah. He is basically giving Pharaoh Spanish fly in order for Pharaoh to not do what the reasonable thing is and just let the Israelites go because there have been so many plagues inflicted now and mm-hmm. so much damage has been done to Egypt. Any any normal ruler, you know, mm-hmm. at this point would release the Israelites seeing like what God has wrought. But God doesn't want that. God wants to go through all of these like plagues. He's already, he's set it up. He's ramped up to, to deliver on all of them. Yeah, it's like, listen, I'm, we're invading the Ukraine, no matter <laughs> what you do. Like, this, this is my plan. So um, I, while you were talking, I had a lot of time to think it's, and not It's interrupt. interesting that you bring up Ukraine. Oh, I'm sorry, you're interrupting me? I am. It's interesting that you bring up Ukraine because I'm going to, later on, I was talking to my wife. Her name's Amy. I'm going to start saying Amy. I was talking to Amy, and I made a Putin reference how the Pharaoh is very similar to Putin. And when we get to that part, Oh, I'll okay. discuss. So I'm sorry. So no, that's fine. Um, yeah, that's fine. I say I'm sorry when I interrupt. By the way. Yeah. All right. You don't really mean it though, do you? I'm being polite. What's the difference <laughs> hey, if I mean who it? Yes, you're right. You're right. So as you were talking, I was thinking. Really? Yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> oh, so you weren't listening? You were just waiting to speak. You were thinking about like, yeah, it wasn't, what am I going to say? Okay, you're right. No, no, you would change. You, I was listening because I was changing my 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 theory all. A couple of times. I was thinking... You're saying I was convincing you of, of no, things? No, just... Shh, 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 shh. I'm just saying... <laughs> I think when people told this story, this was revised. Because when you're telling the story of the plagues, 
somebody said, what ruler in their right mind would let his people go through all these plagues? So they had to come up with an answer. So they said, oh, God hardened his heart. That's why. Right. Like, oh, so you think that the Pharaoh was indeed a lunatic that like wasn't letting the Israelites no, go? No, Um I think the story's a bullshit. <laughs> that there was no Pharaoh not letting them go. Or these plagues, these 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 uh, these magical, miraculous acts didn't actually happen. Right. They add these stories because you know, to, you know, to special effects, to, you know, to get the audience going. Well, like ev- the true story is probably really boring. So ev- they made up this story, and then someone said, "Well, you got a plot hole here, buddy. What human being would not let them go with all this crap?" So they made up the whole God made him harden his heart. Right. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. Every, like, civilization has to have, like, a great origin story, and they have to create a mythology. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That brings us to uh, the next So, wait. So, I'm sorry. So, this is episode 14. You're saying that it's taken you 14 episodes. It's taken you the book of Genesis, and it's taken you to the second book, chapter 9, to say, wait a second. I don't think any of this is real. <laughs> I want to interrupt you so many times. Like when I know you're about to insult me. Yes, I want to interrupt you. Um, it's funny you say, I I was I spelled Israel wrong my whole life. I always spelled it is real. Mm-hmm. So it's not spelled that way. So here's a good mnemonic device that you can use to I'll remember never, how to say it. I'll never have to do that again. Never? No, because I know I made a, a uh, mistake for almost 50 E-L-L. years. E-L-L. E-L. Uh-huh. So like Micah L. Angel. Uh-huh. Angel. E-L. So L is like significant to angels somehow, like in their name. Yeah, this is really helpful. This is real I before E except after C. <laughs> Just think of angel. Angel, how it's spelled. E-L. So whenever you come across that kind of uh, Israel, Micah, L, that's it. Mm, okay. All right. I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, by all means. I'll edit this whole thing out. Thank God it didn't come in the beginning of the episode, <laughs> right? Then we definitely should just get right into the fucking content because that was uh, so So that was Fay- Pharaoh doesn't let them go. By the way, you're the one that brought up. You see what I mean by you setting me up to fail? Like, you're the one that brought up, I just learned about the spelling. I learned how to spell. <laughs> so so how about, here, Scott, that's a good job. Pat on the back. No, you got to find a way to make me even, you know, even better by your, by your I teachings. I don't think people... Listen, are- Obi-Wan, keep your shit to yourself, all right? I'll figure it out on my own. All right. Let us know if you're tuning in for me to pat Scott on the back and be supportive of him, or if you're tuning in to listen to me rip on him. I'm going to put some questions up on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) My algorithm tells me that. Uh, All right. So. The seventh plague, thunder and hail. Boom. And by the way, it's misleading because it's not so much thunder, right? It's going to turn out to be like fire and hail. No. No? No. I'm wrong. Yes, you're wrong. All right. I'm willing to hear how. Okay, because the Lord tells Moses to tell Pharaoh, I will send all my plagues against you. I could have wiped you out. This is Mm -hmm. the big part. I could have wiped you out, but I let you live to show you my power and that my name will be spread around the globe because you're going to be talking about this crap. And by the way, he didn't just say, like, I could have just done this. 
he literally says, I could have stretched out my hand. Again, oh, with the hand. The hands. The, hand the hands, yes. So he's doing this as a display of yeah. superiority. So now I'm wondering, does he have that power? I mean, he obviously has a lot of power. Lots of power. Mm-hmm. But... Maybe he can't. So this is coming back to the all-powerful notion. Yeah, is he all-powerful? Maybe he has limits. I'm sorry. So in this particular situation, what are you saying? He can't what? He can't just either force them to release the Israelites, or he can't actually just physically remove the Egyptians. Like, he doesn't have that power. He's able to harden the heart of Pharaoh. He's able to do a lot of stuff. I'm not taking that away from him. I'm just saying maybe the specific stuff he can't do. So if... All right, so let's say that's a possibility. Mm. Okay. I'm just here asking questions. So sure. So that's... <laughs> is, did God really want to be good? I don't know. I'm just asking. He wants to be praised. He wants to be feared. He wants to be... Right. He wants people to you know, worship him. So this is the thing. So is what you're asking a possibility? Is God limited in his power? I mean, I guess it's possible, but again, he created everything. It seems like the subtext of everything and the actual text indicate that God could pretty much do whatever he wants. And in this particular case, like I take him at his word, like he is doing all of this on purpose so he can demonstrate his power. Yeah, it's kind of kind of not cool now. so look at it in the historical context in the historical but, context but, but try doing an end zone dance at this point in what <laughs> like icky people, woods yeah people find, people <laughs> the icky shuffle yeah, people frown on that shit but let's go let's go watch god's show so this is a competition right now of gods mm. because monotheism isn't really a thing at this time there's basically one other monotheistic religion it's I always mispronounce it. Zoro- Zoroastrianism. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of that? Nope. So that technically is the first monotheistic religion. It started in what is modern day Iran. Okay. Iran. Iran. Um, hey, you so, pronounce it your way, man. So that was the predominant first monotheistic religion. So right now... This religion of the Israelites, right? It's not even really a religion yet. It's it's a belief in one God. The it's a belief in the God. It's a belief because they've seen it. They've seen evidence of it. Well, yes. Um, and so this book that we're reading, the book meaning um the Old Testament, the collection Mm -hmm. of books, Mm -hmm. um. Exodus and Genesis and whatever books that follow. It's a telling of the story done centuries after Mm -hmm. these supposed events occurred. I mean, I think we can agree these are not actual events that are that occurred, but it's a telling in order to create the origin story of what will become Judaism. It's a justification for Judaism because every civilization, every society, every religion has to have a justification for its existence. 
Sure. So now that you said there was a monotheist religion. So I'm saying, so I'm sorry. So I'm saying within this context, it makes sense that God is all powerful within that context. I'm not doubting it. I mean, the stuff he's done is pretty damn amazing. Right. So, um, so do you think, is it possible when you kept saying God was referring to himself as we and they, maybe he was chilling with the other monotheist God over in Iran. (laughs) That's good. Maybe. No. And if, listen, if we, if we're accepting that there's still the polytheism, going on there are other gods or maybe god is kind so think of an amoeba right like a single cell amoeba they reproduce asexually by dividing right so technically now you have two amoebas but they're the same amoeba right because they're both made of the same exact genetic material Mm. so maybe that's what god is maybe god is an amoeba and he split he's a split personality that's what you're saying not a split personality, just genetically the same but different. Yeah, it's much more interesting than him chilling with other gods. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like Zeus. That's some, yeah, that's some good amoeba story right there. So, now let's get to where you were wrong. See, I, see, I know why you went into that long conversation, because okay. you wanted to avoid the fact that you were wrong about something. So Moses rises, raises his staff up to the heavens, and here comes the thunder and the hail mm-hmm. and fire. So oh, there was so there thunder was thunder. Hell, okay. And I'm assuming fire, they don't say there's lightning. By the way, of all of the plagues so far, mm-hmm. I have to say the least impressive is the thunder part. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know. Okay. And the hell. It's, it's and the thunder. Lightning. That's just something you it's see all the time. It's really loud. Okay, let's say it's really loud. After the boils and the dead livestock and the river of blood... Thunder seems but this, like... But this, this had bigger consequences. The hail, at least. Right. The hail wiped out like the pretty much... And the fire. And the fire. Well, I think the fire was just lightning. Well, I guess lightning would split things. I'm assuming Well, between would... the hail taking out like massive trees and whatnot, oh, I'm assuming the like would the, fire the fire would like spread like right, through the okay. fields yeah, and yeah, like, you yeah. know, the wheat. Yeah. All yeah. that shit. You know, if they had just cleaned up the dead leaves on the ground, <laughs> like none of these fucking wildfires would have happened. I mean, this is terrible. And by the way, Pharaoh was warned, tell people to fucking take shelter. Yeah. And tell like, you like know, all the your slaves and servants all the phones went off. to lock up the livestock, get them like inside. Mm-hmm. And like people didn't take this seriously. Some did, some didn't. Some did, some didn't. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's always like, you know, the QAnons. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's all fake news, fake news, oh. fake news. Yeah, so when, 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 the, when the storm goes bye-bye, Goshen was spared. Goshen, if we remember, is that's where all the Hebrews were hanging mm-hmm. out. So they, they were spared. Um, and Pharaoh goes, make it stop and I'll let you go. Yeah, he's had enough. He's like, holy fucking shit, man. Yeah. Like everything's wrecked. All right, please. Um, the wheat and spelt were not ruined yeah. because they were were not in season. Mm-hmm. So that he still had reserves that were going to come up in the next season. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to look up spelt. I looked it up also. Of course you did. What, what is it? What's it's, spelt? Spelt is basically like an ancient kind of wheat. So wheat and wheat, huh? Wheat and wheat haven't come it's, up? Well, it's a specific kind of wheat. I forgot what the distinction was. Um, Non-GMO? No, that's not it. I forgot what the distinction was, but it's it's two kinds of wheat, basically. Yeah, so what does this fool do now when the storm subsides? Does he make good on his promise, Russ? 
No, absolutely not. Of course not. But that's because his heart is hardened. So again, I'm not mad at Pharaoh then. It's like his 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 choices are not his. You cannot be. He is completely being manipulated by God. God's got his big hands inside. It's kind of like being John Malkovich. You ever see being John Malkovich? I so it's basically like the desire to be in another person's like skin and control them. So you're not yourself. You're like a puppet master controlling a marionette. And so this is God is being John Malkovich on like Pharaoh, basically. Do, do you think Pharaoh is like um, in any number of sci-fi shows when like an alien entity takes over a human, that human still exists, but it's pushed way down and the alien entity has to fight with the human. The human's trying to fight its way yes. back to the surface. So do you think Pharaoh, when he goes, no, I'm not releasing them. Go ahead, send another plague. Do you think part of them's going, what the fuck yeah. am I saying? I think after the, I think like after everything happens. So we know that eventually the Israelites are going to, be set free. They're going to cross the Red Sea. They're going to wander the desert. They're going to do all these things. We know this. I think at that point, after they're gone and Pharaoh, like everything, the dust settles and God like leaves Pharaoh alone. He is going to probably have some serious PTSD. Remember when Picard became Borg? Like the mental damage that that did to like the scars that it left. On Picard. That's that Trek War show. So let's not pretend we don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is what's going to happen to Pharaoh. He's been borged by God. Wow. Wow. Sleep. Data. Sleep. I don't know that reference. <laughs> Scott's always got to go too deep, man. Like, I'm trying to keep it like general knowledge for the audience, you know. Scott's yeah. always got to go so, deep. So, yeah. So he doesn't let them go. No. So time. So Lord, the Lord says to Moses, basically, I've made a fool of the Egyptians, which but not really nice. And um, so th- you're starting Exodus ten now. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. all right. You, I just wanted sorry, to point oh, out we're on Exodus. I'm sorry, 10. I'm sorry, I didn't say the eighth plague, locusts. Okay, so we're on Exodus ten, the eighth plague, locusts. He's basically like, I made a fool of the Egyptians. Let Pharaoh know if he does not humble himself before me, before you. The locusts are coming tomorrow, <laughs> right? Yeah. By the way, he he tells them he's made fools of like everyone in Egypt. Like I've made fools of like the children. Like when this war is over, you're still gonna have to deal with these people. You might not want to like embarrass them too yeah. much. There's no need for that. I've made fools of them. Right, and you controlled like you 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 like you made the the, the boss your automaton. Yeah. Like you you didn't make a fool of anybody. Everybody else is saying, "Yo, let these people go." You know what this is like? <laughs> this is like if I show up to a playground where there's like Creepy. three six-year-olds playing basketball. <laughs> you want to go forward with this? There's, <laughs> well, I'm on playgrounds all the time. I have a son, so oh, I'm on okay. the playground. So we're on the playground. There's like five six-year-olds. They're playing basketball. I take the, I st- I'm like, yo, can I play too? And they're like, sure. And then I'm like posting them up. I'm like fucking dunking over them. I'm like uh, elbowing them. Uh, you know, the game's over. And I'm like in your fucking face. Yeah, you know the, what I mean? And the refs are just letting you play. That's what God it. is. Yeah. God is just like a big fucking bully. And he's letting you know, like, I'm fucking you. Yeah, it's like when Kramer goes to the karate school, right? Yes, it's yeah, exactly yeah. like Kramer fucking those kids up. 
Except, yeah. except God's not going to get his comeuppance yeah, the way so, Kramer did. Well, maybe. The story's not over yet. Um, so, so the officials kind of turned to Pharaoh and yes. like, yo, dude, man, Egypt's in ruins, man. What are you doing? Let these fucking people go, yeah, man. This is not worth This is crazy. So do you think the buried voice inside him is reaching out and going, I know, I can't help myself. Something's controlling so me. So this is the Putin. Ah. This is the Putin analogy. This is probably what's going on with Putin right now. Like these officials in Egypt, like they've seen everything destroyed. Like the fields have been destroyed. Mm-hmm. You know, the animals have been destroyed. People have probably died from like the boils and fucking trying to drink like from the river of blood. It's like it's it's mass chaos. Putin right now, he's has almost the entire world has turned against him. Even his allies are probably really fucking annoyed mm-hmm. that he's doing what he's doing. You know what I mean? So like they might be supporting him low key, you know, but like in reality, they're like this motherfucker. Yeah, they're like they're fed <laughs> up. Um, the finances of Russia are in fucking ruins. You know, the ruble has tumbled like... The shekel ain't worth shit, right? It's it's a catastrophe. You know there must be people behind the scenes. There must be who are telling him, what are you doing, man? Stop this. I just hope hope those uh, new codes are secured. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's hysteria. Um, But not hysterical. No. Isn't that weird that hysteria and hysterical have t- come to take on? Do you know meanings? the origin of hysterical? Let's hear it. This is great. Hysterical comes from women. Hysterectomy. Oh, right. So hysteria. So think about nineteenth-century women. No rights. They can't vote. Like they're they're basically property. Like twenty twenty two Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, not just Texas, by the way. Uh, Texas, it might be Texas might be the best, like (laughs) best case scenario if you're down there. Like, let's talk about Mississippi. Let's let's not do that. Alabama. All right. So I travel far and wide. I don't want to have this. All right. So imagine being a woman. Some of them were fucking depressed, right? You know, and it um, came out in many different ways. Mm -hmm. This depression. They were considered hysterical. So these women, it was considered like depression was called hysteria because it specifically referred to women. I don't know exactly what oh, the root of hyster- like like hysterectomy. I don't know what the root is, right. but it has to do with female shit. But here's the best part of all of this. Best part. This is where the vibrator comes in. Okay. The vibrator was invented because they found the best cure for hysteria was clitoral stimulation through, like, the vibrator. So, basically, giving women orgasms seems to make them happier. <laughs> Which no and man, less depressed. Because men just can't regularly do that job. Because men didn't fucking care, man. <laughs> That's probably why all the women, like, geared up, like, in the early... 20th century for fucking um what do you call it um prohibition because mm. guys were coming home like all like whiskey dick you know what i mean like <laughs> whiskey dick. God, I know that term. you never heard no. whiskey dick 
That's great. Yo, man, between like the Irish and the German immigrants in New York, like I forgot how many bars there were in New York. There was like one bar per person in New York at a certain, no, literally like it was like one bar per like fucking person in New York at one point. And there was just a tremendous amount of drinking going on. Sure. So there were probably a lot of unsatisfied women, you know? Duh. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so that is um, where hysteria comes from. That was the, invent- the invention of the vibrator was a medical instrument in order to stimulate women hmm. it, to orgasm in order to cure their hysteria. Nice. nice. You can fact check me on this. I'm <laughs> totally fact checking you. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Pornhub.com. <laughs> so, yeah. So, all the officials are begging Pharaoh, like, you got to let these people go. So, Mose, so Pharaoh finally starts to budge a little bit. Yep. He decides to bargain with Moses. Yeah. He says, you can go, just the men. You're not bringing the children. Because God will surely, if like. Your children are here. It's almost like an insurance policy. Yes. Like you're not going to do something crazy. He actually says something. I'm sorry. So before you go on, this is very important. I'm not understanding entirely what they're bargaining for. Does Moses just want to take all the people out, like let's say a mile out of town to worship? Three days. Or are they fucking, or are they negotiating like, complete like freedom and exile i i think it got blurred you're right because he just wanted to go out and do his uh you know his three-day uh bible study or whatever it is like worship fest but at some point it turned into it seems like we want our freedom yeah so that's why so the thing with pharaoh and keeping the children is keeping the children an insurance policy to make sure that moses and the people come back or is keeping the children all right you all can go but we're going to keep the children as like future like we need like we need a stock of slaves so you could take like the old men you could take like the women blah 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 but the next generation we keep where we can breed them and continue to have like you, you know what i mean so it matters like which one it is is so, it negotiation for 3 days of like you know a prayer festival or is it for wow. freedom wow do you think and listen Keeping the Israelites as slaves or whatever, not acceptable. That's not what I'm saying here. But is it possible that Moses is being deceit has been deceitful? Like we just want to go three days out, worship our God. We just let us do that. And Pharaoh knows. No, you're gonna bounce on us. You t- like why do you have to take all your everything? You're taking everything with you. Yeah, it's a little convoluted because I feel like there's two like two things have been mentioned yeah, by God. Yeah. You will be like set free, and uh, go like uh, go for like a prayer festival, you know the Lollapalooza of like yeah, prayer. We'll, we'll be back three days out, three days in. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, so right. well, it turned into a cry, rally cry for freedom. So. so instinctually, that's how I'm reading it. That's like how, for some reason, I'm like I'm reading that. it yeah. as freedom. I agree. Yes. Give us free. America has been turned into a whorehouse where the ideals <laughs> of your forefathers were were done. I don't, know. Oh, I don't remember that. They had like a little. Like, ah, that's deep, man. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, sure. A re-education. Yes. Yeah. Where they go to visit the guy's dad. Yeah, yeah. Avenge me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds a good one. That's a lot of pressure on a fucking kid. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Not like get to get to safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So the Pharaoh says the men can go worship, but not the little ones, because if you took the little ones plainly, you have some evil purpose in mind. Because you know, yeah. Because why not leave the kids here? Right. So he's on to them that he's they, they're gonna be, they're, they're looking to escape. Yeah. So I think uh, now I I see Moses in a different light. I'm not saying his quest for freedom is not a righteous one, but he wasn't honest about it. Right. So. Uh, yeah. So okay, so Pharaoh winds up conceding uh, to let Moses go and pray to the Lord to sweep away the locusts. The locusts haven't come yet. Here come the locusts because there was no deal made. No deal. I'm not leaving without the children. Now the lo- now the east wind comes in and brings the locusts. Okay. Right. Then Pharaoh started begging. Okay. Come on. All right, dude, man. You made your point. You made your point. Get him right. out of here. So uh, get rid of these locusts. I'll let you go. So, so, then he lets, right. so then he lets Moses go and pray, and Moses does. Yeah. God sweeps away the low. He blows them away. Well, they blew in with the east wind. They blew out with the west wind. Yeah. And I, I want to bring this up because um, he blows them into the Red Sea. Yeah. And was the sea, like, how did it get that name? And then there was a footnote in there. It said, or Sea of Reeds. Because, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, the reeds that just pile up in the sea. So it was probably like a pond or something. Maybe it's a big body of water. Mm-hmm. I don't know how big the Red Sea is. It's, it's a decent size. Yeah, so there must have been a lot of reeds around the shore. So it's amazing. I'd how, say it's at least like 120 miles across. Oh, it's pretty damn big. From like Egypt right. to Saudi Arabia, it's like 120 miles. So it must have. They must be known for the reeds, and it, over history, probably got turned into the Red Sea instead of Sea of Reeds. Okay, so, just That's interesting. Good. Uh, I'll have to ch- fact check you on that. Yeah, you can do that. You can do that. <laughs> so once uh, all the locusts disappear, guess what he doesn't do? <laughs> yeah, Pharaoh is like his heart is hard, and that phrase keeps being repeated over and over. His heart is hard, and uh, because they're reminding you that God is doing this, yes. he is hard. Hardening the heart of Pharaoh. And that gets us to the ninth plague, darkness. Yeah, that's a creepy one. Yeah, man. it's weird. At first, I was like, what's the big fucking deal? But apparently, it's some biblical motherfucking yeah, yeah, darkness. You know, it's not nighttime when you got the moon and the stars, and yeah. like, it's just dark. Yeah, like dark. Like, even you maybe can't torches see don't work. Shit, like Lanterns nothing. Don't work. Yeah. It's like pitch black. Yeah, completely fucking dark for three days. And for all the things that have happened, that so just like, shows how crazy darkness is. So think about it. You can't eat because you don't know where anything is. Yeah, like, you don't know where, like, like the food color. is or the oven or, like... I mean, I guess you... Might, maybe that's why it only lasted three days because humans are very adaptable. After three days, you know, you start feeling, finding where the bathroom is. Nah, not when God is intervening. Huh, all right. So after three days of intense darkness, uh, Pharaoh basically relents to Moses and tells him, all right, take everyone. You could take the children too. Like, go do like your thing. You could take the children. But not the herds. Got to leave the herds. And then Moses says, not a hoof shall be left behind. No deal. Yeah. Um. So Pharaoh is like all fucking annoyed with Moses. And he tells him, Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And if I ever fucking see you again, like he's like, don't ever fucking come back because the next time I see you, I'm going to have you killed. So now I thought, oh, yeah, now he's going gangster. And then Moses just turns to him and goes, oh, don't worry. I'm never going to see your ass again. Yeah. Which is weird <laughs> because they are going to see each other again. Um, I do not believe so. 
You don't think so? I don't think so. It seems like they do. The warning of the final plague. Exodus 11. So we're at the warning of the final plague. And um, God tells... This is a weird part right here. Yeah. So God tells Moses that he's going to bring one more plague upon Egypt. And then after this, this is like, he's like, this is it, man. Like, this is the big one. Mm -hmm. Or after this fucking plague, he's absolutely going to let you go. Yeah. Not because the plague's so terrible, because I'm going to not harden his heart. Yeah. So anyway, so he's like, go tell like all the, here's, all right. Let me read to you the quote from the book, from the Bible, Exodus 11, um, Verse 2, tell people that every man is to ask his neighbor and every woman is to ask her neighbor for objects of silver and gold. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's the thing. He didn't specify tell the Israeli people, which is what it's going to wind up being. Tell the Israeli people to go to the Egyptian people. And ask for silver and gold. He just says, tell the people to ask their neighbor. And the thing is, if every neighbor is asking their neighbor for... I didn't understand then, it. You know what I mean? And I right. thought they were all... They're, they're, all the Israelites were in Goshen. So all their neighbors were Israelites. That's, so it was weird. Right. So that's weird. But it turns out the intent of the author is to say that God is instructing the Israelites to go to Egyptians okay. and, and ask for gold... And silver. So, do you think the Israelites went over to the Egyptians like, "Yo, let me get some gold, silver, and some clothing." Mm-hmm. And the and the Egyptians like, "Why don't you get the fuck out of here? Don't, haven't you done enough?" No. And wait, 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 and they, and they wait, and the Israelite and the Egyptians. I mean, sorry, the Israelites go. What did you say, <laughs> Moses? Come here. <laughs> and they're like, "All right, here, 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 here." So I already read like the rest of this. Yeah. So any reasonable Egyptian. If a slave came to their house and was like, you know, let me get some silver and gold, like any reasonable Egyptian at that time would just beat down the fucking Israelite. You know what I mean? Except you just saw the power of them. But as we're going to find out, God was manipulating the Egyptians. Like he sprinkled his fairy dust on them, you know, and they fell in love with the first Israeli that they saw and just gave them all their like gold and silver. They fell into favor. They were seen with favor. Yeah. So God instructs them to do this. So here's the part where it seems like Moses did indeed go back to Pharaoh. So in Genesis, I'm sorry, in Exodus 11, verse verse 4, Moses said, Thus says the Lord, about midnight I will go out through Egypt. Every firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. So he's giving this monologue, which we'll discuss, about what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. He's giving this monologue to Pharaoh. He's talking to Pharaoh right now. And he was angry. Like Moses, I think, was was chill this whole time, but now Moses is actually angry. Yeah, well, the shit that he's talking about... Um, there's a lesson here, man. What's he telling? He's telling Pharaoh that basically every newborn in Egypt. Yeah, every firstborn. Will be killed. Every firstborn. 
Every firstborn in the land so of they Egypt could be newborns shall die. to 80 years old. Yeah. The firstborn, they're dead. From the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne to the firstborn of the female slave who is behind the handmill and all the firstborn of the livestock. Crazy. So this is a mass murder. So all the firstborn, right. There's a lot of crisis actors there. God must one. have forgot how to activate like the rainbow. Yeah. God <laughs> forgot about the rainbow. <laughs> So now here's here's where Pharaoh showed his ultimate weakness. You promised a dude, you come back, I'm gonna kill you. The dude came back and says, I'm coming back at midnight to kill a whole lot of you. Right. Pharaoh should have struck him down right there. Because how much worse could it have gotten? Yeah. It's like you don't pull out a gun unless you intend to fucking fire it. Like you don't pull out a gun just for show. You know, I'm not saying you should fire it, but I'm okay. saying if you're willing to pull out a gun, you got to be willing to use it. You can't just pull out a gun for like show. And Pharaoh, when he told fucking Moses, don't ever come back here, he had to mean that. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And it seems like he didn't mean that. Yeah. And what, is, what, does he have to, what do you have to lose at this point? Everything Moses has said was going to come has come. Everything's happened. So, you know, he's coming at midnight. He's fucking you up at midnight. Yeah. Take care. Take him out. Take him out, Pharaoh. You're showing your weakness. It's crazy. What did God make him weak at that moment, too? Yeah. So basically, Moses tells Pharaoh, yo, man, all these fucking firstborns are about to be killed. And he mentions that, um, you know, we're going to, God has a distinction between Israelites and Egyptians. Yeah. So and, um, they're, they're not going to, like, nothing's going to happen to them. And he basically says, your officials are going to bow down before me. Yeah. And he storms out pissed. Yeah. Okay. And Pharaoh still doesn't let him go. <laughs> well, his heart is hardened. Because uh, God, this is what God is setting it up for. This yeah. is what God wants. This is the end game. What God wants, God gets. God help us all. <laughs> what if God was one of us? <laughs> Just the slob. <laughs> Just trying um, to get home on the bus, man. <laughs> so this gets us to Exodus 12, and I got to tell you right now. I don't I'm going to have to I don't know how um how smooth this section is going to go because my notes are so dense on this because there's a lot of Does that mean you're going to be reading a lot of the verses. God's OCD coming back in this. You know, like remember how he was instructing Noah about building the ark and he was super specific? Mm -hmm. Well, that was nothing in comparison to how he's going to instruct yeah. the Israelites yeah, about yeah. like this is like he all of these rituals, you know what I mean? Like make sure you flip the fucking on off switch five times before yeah, you open yeah, the door, yeah. but turn the doorknob three times to the left first. Be it's like all of these instructions. It's 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 like the um he starts giving out the um the cheat codes for like uh how to beat Glass Joe <laughs> yeah, or Mortal Kombat or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to... And we are in a finish him situation. Yeah. Exodus 12, the first Passover instituted. Passover in the house. <sighs> I want to point out, by the way, uh, that Rusty came over and he gave me a gift. He gave me a, uh, a Russell Stover <laughs> solid chocolate cross. Mm -hmm. That was nice. That was thoughtful. Yeah, I mean... I mean, where'd you get it, by the way? Amy got it at like... Uh, uh, a pharmacy. She went Easter candy shopping. 
So people getting pharmacy gifts. <laughs> we talked about the pharmacy gifts. Right? It's candy. It's Easter yeah, candy. candy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, um, the Lord says to Moses, this month shall mark for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. See, here's what's stupid. Um, the Jewish people celebrate New Year mm-hmm. on Rosh Hashanah, which mm-hmm. is in September. So the New Year starts in September. But Passover is in April. Passover and Easter are at about this, the same time. I wonder if we were discuss we were discovering the um, the Jewish the start of the Jewish calendar. I, it doesn't make sense to me. If this is the first month, why is Rosh Hashanah in September every year? Huh. So I don't know. Wait a minute. Maybe no, because he does say, "Tell the Israelites the tenth of this month." Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe there was some time between. No. Him declaring that and Passover yeah, started. But it, 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 it didn't make sense month. to me. Eh, yeah. Continuity so, errors happen. Yeah. So then he gives these detailed and specific instructions. You want to um, tell us about some of them? Uh, sure, as I reach for this solid chocolate cross <laughs> that he gave me. Um, Are you going to start eating now? We gonna, already went through the pretzel we did, thing. We did. We did. <laughs> but I'm a little hungry, man. Wine and some chocolate. Come on. We're on, the, we're on the last fucking yeah, section. Fine, fine. Um, yeah, so tell the Israelites the 10th of this month, uh, take a lamb for each family household. Small households can join nearby, near their nearest neighbor. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what constitutes like worthy of your own lamb. I guess one lamb per person would be ridiculous. Like whatever you would normally like. Do you think when he said it, like old man Johnson next door that nobody likes, they came out and started measuring the two neighbors on either side, started measuring like how many cubits away he was? So, like, who got stuck with him? Because he's by himself and he's a fucking lunatic. But he has to eat with somebody, but according to this. And you don't want to be the guy closest to him. Why? What, to... what does God say specifically that he has he's to a... eat according uh, with someone? If, if, you, if your household is too small for its own lamb, join your nearest neighbor. Oh, right, right, right. Because they have to divide it proportionally. Yeah, right, 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 right. So, right. Yeah. And then he says, your lamb shall be a... By the way, that's right. You know, God is that dickhead teacher who assigns a group project... <laughs> You know, but doesn't create their own groups. And then it turns into like a whole pecking order in the class. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like there are people who wind up being left out because they're not like in a clique in the class already. They have self-esteem or they're like outcasts, right? Yeah. They're they're introverts. Yeah. You know what I mean? So We're God's that folks. asshole teacher. He's like, uh, I'm going to create a group project and it's up to you to find your own fucking group. Yeah. Who, I, if you want to live. Who wants the kid wearing the trench coat? Right. Nobody. <laughs> right. Which is a problem of its well, own. Well, there's that one kid that wanted the kid in the trench coat. Yeah, the they, other guy. They always find themselves. Yeah, they find each other. Fucking assholes. By assholes, I don't mean the kids. I mean the people that around that didn't catch the warning signs. All right. So. <sighs> so your lamb shall be a year-old goat or sheep, male, without blemish. So is a lamb a baby goat and a baby sheep? He's... I. I don't know. Oh, I thought right. a ba- I thought a baby goat was a kid. Yeah. So it's like if Costco's out of lambs, you can get a kid. Listen, these the the writers of this aren't sophisticated. Listen, that be a, that, They're not scientists. They're not using listen, like the genus. They could have been. You know. They could have been used interchangeably back then. Just sure. modern sure. vernacular. It's not interchangeable. Sure. All right. So <laughs> so you're gonna keep it for three three or four days on the fourteenth day. All Israelites shall sl- slaughter their lamb at twilight. Mm-hmm. Sundown, I guess, right after right mm-hmm. sundown. 
Um, you're going to take the blood, and you're going to put it on the doorpost and the lintel. Mm-hmm. I guess the lintel is the I looked thing up the lintel. The, is it the piece between the two posts? Yeah, the lintel is the top part between gotcha. the posts. Gotcha. All right, that's, that's a vocabulary word. Um, and you're going to eat that same lamb that same night, and it's got to be cooked in a specific way. Yeah. Can't be boiled. Can't be raw. It's got to be roasted over a fire and served with bitter herbs. And bitter herbs, like bitter, it can't be, yeah, like what the fuck, shit, man? man? Like, yeah, you, it's got to taste like shit. Do you think he's got a brother in the bitter herb industry? <laughs> <laughs> it's more like a brother-in-law, you know, like yeah, the sister married like a fucking loser. He's yeah. got to support. He's like, just, I got to get him something just for my sister. Becky, we told you about Ronald. Come on, just do this for him. He's struggling. He means well. So that's in the right place. He's been importing and exporting bitter herbs. Yeah. <laughs> His business hasn't been uh, successful. Uh, he said you have to finish all your, you have to finish your plate, clean your plate off yeah. before morning. But then he says if you don't clean your plate off, you can just burn what's left. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that comes from the whole, like, I, I mean, my whole child is like, finish your plate, clean your plate. And now I see those Noom commercials for, like, for like the psycholo- psychology of weight loss. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's been dam- damaging to people their whole lives. Like, you were told to clean your plate. Yeah. It's a, it's amazing to me how ingrained certain things are in our Finishing your plate comes from the Bible. And, like, we don't know. Yeah, like. That's going go to be in the Revelations section of the website when I get to it. All right. All right. So, um, yeah. So eat it with your loins girded. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? We determined loins is your center section. So here's what it means: um, be steely, be brave. Like I know what it means. But eat what it, is... eat it, and be prepared for like action. The only other time, the first time I remember hearing "gird up your loins" was in Major League when the guy that drank Joe Boo's whiskey. Yeah. Like decided to give a prayer before the that like game. racist like southern yeah. like old yeah. guy. Oh, there was no indication that he was racist. I mean, that was the subtext of his character. <laughs> I think you're reading more into it than the writer. Well, you wanted. know what? I'll tell you this: when a guy comes on screen and he talks like this, I mean, as a northerner, mm. maybe unfairly, I'm mm. conditioned to think fucking racist yeah i didn't i I didn't really get that from him but um i liked how the whole sprinkler system opened up on him it's it's amazing scott has completely different thoughts off air than he has on air (laughs) that is not true yeah okay okay so eat it with your loins girded so i guess you're being steely sandals on your feet Mm -hmm. staff in hand now (laughs) what did he mean by that yeah why does ever Because this dinner could be real awkward. Well, yeah. I mean, I know Moses has a staff. Does everyone have to have a staff? That's what I'm wondering. If they think staff means like a wooden staff or like <laughs> your staff. Uncle Johnny's holding it, like holding his. It's basically like in the Marines, you know, like grab your balls. We're going in. You think it's like one of those things? I don't think I've ever heard that in from a Marine or in any uh, movie about Marines. Uh, the movies I watch with Marines, <laughs> there's a lot of ball grabbing. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> Keep your staff in hand and eat hurriedly. Okay, so really, what, does everybody have a staff? Like, and why do you have to hold the staff while you're eating? Makes it uncomfortable. 
Nice and like, you and you're girding and your you, loins, and you got to do it quickly. So, wouldn't two hands be more appropriate? Like, just so to shovel that shit in your mouth. You're eating bitter, burnt <laughs> sheep <laughs> while you're holding a staff and girding your loins, and eat hurriedly. Do you think fast, quickly? Yeah, yeah. Do you do you think that's the tradi- like? If this was today, he would like go to a fast food restaurant down by the beach. Get your tube steaks all lined up and eat them as fast as you can. And let's see who can eat them the fastest. You, this is the first Nathan's. Like, the first Nathan's God's like amusing himself. Yeah, He's like, yeah. there's like bets going on behind the scenes. Um, you know what I think? So now that we're having this conversation, here's the reasonable explanation uh-huh. or my theory. This ain't a pleasure dinner. Like, I want you to understand how fucking solemn this dinner is because you're going to remember it for, like, Mm -hmm. forever as a people. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, this is something that's going to bond. One of the things that's going to bond you as people for the rest of time. So this meal is a sacred meal. And so there has to be a ritual in order to make it sacred and solemn. It's like, where were you in the Titanic? You got news of the Titanic. Yeah. Right. So I think that's the reasonable explanation, right? Like he wants to make it very specific and a process so that they understand this ain't no pleasure cruise. Or or maybe, or maybe he's giving this information late and like (laughs) doom is coming at midnight and he's only telling them at 1150. (laughs) Yo, man, (laughs) I forgot, man. (laughs) You got to do this, man. (laughs) I was going to set the timer for an hour, but I fucking accidentally did it for 15 minutes. You got to get a move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get get the blood. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it would fall in line with everything else. Like God-like hearing the screams of the, oh, shit, man. I forgot. Yeah. 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 Fucking God, man. God damn. Put the Xbox down for a minute, man. man. (laughs) Like this, this lives at stake. All right. So he mentions that you're going to be doing this pretty much every year for generations, probably until, you know, all eternity. Um, You got to celebrate it as a festival. Um, Oh, and and during those seven days, it's going to be a seven day festival. Mm -hmm. You know what? He says, I'll execute judgments. He meant he's going to come at midnight and kill. So um, for seven days, you'll eat unleavened bread. Mm -hmm. Remove the leaven or leaven from your house. Mm -hmm. So leaven is leaven bread. So is leaven an actual ingredient that makes the bread rise? Is that what that is? Is that what leaven is? Well, no. Leaven is not the yeast. Leaven is the type of bread. So unleavened is a type of bread. So like a tortilla or matzah. Is unleavened oh, bread. Oh, so he's saying it if, hasn't risen. Oh, yet. so he's saying if you already have risen bread, get it out of the house. Correct. For the seven days. Yes. Okay. He's, he's not a fan of the semolina fucking hero. <laughs> <laughs> so on the, he says the first day will be a solemn assembly. So again, this is like it's a hurry. You know, we don't have to, yo man. We don't. We ain't got no time for bread to fucking rise. We'll get to that. So the first day is going to be a solemn assembly, and he says the seventh day shall be a solemn assembly. Then he says, said, no work shall be done on those days except for the food preparations because you have to you have to survive. By the way, he also says anyone who eats leavened bread yeah. during like these seven days, you're gone, man. It's like hazing, right, for a fraternity? We're like, basically, you're fucking Adam and Eve. Yeah. You're um, out. Well, you're you're out the Egyptians. Yeah, no second chances. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, so did he mean no work should be done for the seven days or just on the first and the seventh? 
I think the first and the seventh are the really like solemn days. Right, he says like that's when you can't be having no kind of fun. You got to fucking perform these rituals. But can you do work in the days two through six? I'm going to say yes. Okay. All right. I'm no, no. I want to be clear. I'm not saying I know what the intention was. Me personally, as like a decider, <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, you could do work. What was the intention? That every Yahoo gets an AK-47 because the Second way, Amendment says so? By so. the way, so here's the thing about these rules. In hotels in Israel, actually, there was one in the hospital in Manhattan. There's a hotel there's in a spe- the hospital there's in, Manhattan, a, in Israel? So in Israel, in hotels, there's special elevators for Sabbath. Right. The same thing in this hospital I was in in the city. It's like a specific yeah. elevator. You don't have to press a button. Mm-hmm. It goes up and down. It stops on every single floor so that if you're in the hospital on the Sabbath, because you're not supposed to like work or do this or that. I get it. And yeah, man. I mean, come on. What kind of bullshit fucking loophole is that? You know what I'm saying? It's I, like I, I think we're, as we go you're further, already we're... on an elevator that's mechanical, that's doing all the fucking work for you. You're telling me pressing the fucking button is what fucking gets you over the edge? Let's be fucking honest <laughs> yeah, about there, that fucking thing. There's a lot of loopholes in a lot of this. Uh, but we'll, 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 I think we're going to get to that. That's some cognitive dissonance going on right there. Nice. 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 You've been in therapy to know those <laughs> words. Like, there's no way you know those words just in passing. Well, uh, no, it's more about you know the people that are around me and having yeah, to know. Yeah, sure, what, sure. What Not because is. you need help. Um, so, <laughs> so the evening of the 14th day to the evening of the 21st day. So that's I guess sundown on the 14th day, sundown on the 21st day. Um, and he, he repeatedly stresses no leaven, yeah. no leaving, no, 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 yeah. Yeah. Thinking crazy. So Moses maybe, turns. Maybe God's like, um, he's got Crohn's disease. He can't have, um, what's that thing that people can't have now? Everything's uh, uh, gluten free. Gluten free, right. Gluten free, yeah. yeah. He's got diverticulitis. Yeah. Stuff gets caught in his stuff. So then Moses, uh, uh, I guess, starts telling the Israelites, go get the lambs. Yeah, he gives them the instructions on how yeah. to like spread the fucking blood. He says, use hyssop. To dip in the blood and mark the doorways and the posts and the lintel. What, yeah. did, did you look up hyssop? I did. Okay. It's basically like um, a plant. So it's like, you know. It's like the paintbrush of the Like day. a palm. Right. Like a palm <laughs> leaf or whatever. Not exactly a palm leaf, but you get the idea. And then he says, no one leave the house until morning. Because <laughs> you don't want to be out there, man. You do not want to be out there. The destroyer will not enter your house. Hmm. Now, Moses said he was going to, like, break out at midnight and kill all the firstborns. So did Moses change form? Because I can't believe Moses would have that. I mean, he's got God on his side. Do you think he was like, choose? I think God sends, like, an angel of death. And he was like, what do you mean choose? We don't understand. He's like, choose the form of the destroyer. And then some guy's like, oh, I get it. I get it. Whatever we think of J. Edgar Hoover, we think of J. Edgar Hoover. He's going to come yeah. kill us. So it's like the Stay Puff man fucking yeah. just rampaging through the village. <laughs> if you're the second born child, are you laughing at the sight of a Stay Puff marshmallow man killing your brother? <laughs> you deserve that shit, motherfucker. Are you, the, are you the gatekeeper? And the key master. So that brings us to the 10th plague, the death of the firstborn. 
death of the firstborn. Yeah. yeah. God kills every firstborn. Well, the destroyer does. He does it. Well, right. Well, right. Me. whatever. Whatever wasn't happens. Me. Wasn't me. He does it, and Pharaoh summons Moses and Aaron and yeah, tells them to. There's a great cry at midnight. They're all dead. Yeah. And he goes, yo, you win. Take your shit and yeah. go. And um, throw a blessing on me on your way out. <laughs> But if he was not acting at his own accord and God was making him do these things, yeah, he should get blessed. But like, if he was really just being a dick this whole time, like, get, fuck your blessing. So do you remember the second Lord of the Rings movie when that king was under the spell of Two the towers. evil wizard? Not really. The big battle took place like in that like fucking fortress that they had. They built like a special defense. All right. So there's a king. He's got a very powerful people, but he's being controlled by a wizard. And he's making all these terrible decisions. Mm. And then Gandalf shows up and he fucking like strikes that wizard out of the guy. And the guy like finally comes to. You know, nice. and he remembers like everything that he's done against uh-huh. his will. It's kind of like again, like the Picard. You know, um, when he kills like all of uh, Starfleet, basically. That was in, in that Lost battle. In space, what was right? the name of the battle? Lost in space. What was the name of that battle? <clears throat> Wolf three <clears throat> five nine. Wolf three five nine. So Picard remembers all of that, and it tortures him. It's a shame we all have forgotten that. And in Lord of the Rings. The king wakes up and he's remembering all of these terrible decisions he's made under the influence of like that fucking evil wizard. Mm. And that's what at this point Ramses must be like. So Pharaoh at this point is no longer under the spell of God because he's going to let them go now. God's completed all of his plagues and Pharaoh's got to be like, holy fuck, man. Like, if it was up to me, I would have let them go whenever. So, yo, do me a favor. Throw me a blessing on your way out. At so least. you think he had a side conversation saying, yo, that shit was not all me? Like, you think, yeah, why not? I think, yeah. yeah. Yo, dude, I'm sorry I had no control over that. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's fucked up. So the next uh, chapter is the Exodus from Ramses to Succoth. Yeah, well, the next section. Oh, it's uh, it's yeah, right, Exodus right. twelve it's is okay. the chapter. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So next section. So now the Egyptians basically tell the uh, Hebrews, "Yo, you got to get out of here. We're all going to be dead if you don't get out of here. Get out of here. Take the dough before it could be leavened." So they give them the bread before they doesn't have his chance to rise, um, and then they uh, take the jewelry and the clothing. Uh, they plunder the Egyptians, which I feel like we, we someone plundered somebody once before. The two dudes that was it the two dudes that killed everybody in that city. Yes. All right. Yeah, after um, their sister was raped yeah, and yeah. all the... Right, right, right. Yeah, so wait, wait. So by the way, you also didn't mention... So it gives us an actual timeline, which the Bible never fucking does. It says um, in uh, Exodus 12, verse 40, the time that the Israelites had lived in Egypt was 430 years. I didn't get to that yet. So, Oh, I'm sorry. They plundered the Egyptians, yeah. then 600,000 men and plus children left. And then it says... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, by the way, it says they, they, they baked 
like non leavened bread because they didn't do it, and they didn't bring any like food. They didn't bring any preparations, like like they provisions for themselves. Like it was a bad. Like they had they had a lot of time they had to a rush. This. But how long did it take these plagues to happen? Like they knew they were on their way out. They should have packed a bag. Like all of a sudden they have to rush. Like I didn't get it. I didn't get it. So as. Did you bring the cell phone charger? As a Jewish you person. You were supposed to do that, honey. As a Jewish person, this kind of like lends into that stereotype of Jews being difficult. You know, it's like, Moisha, pack, make sure you pack our fine linen. And Moisha's like, Ethel, I can't pack. What are you looking at me like that for? Because I, because I, I'm, I'm old enough where I, I understand a lot of different stereotypes, yeah. and I never heard the stereotype of Jews being difficult, pushy. Okay, but not difficult. I, I don't know. That's maybe like, the, yeah, like it was difficult, the word pushy. Yeah. Oh well, as a Jew, I've heard all the stereotypes. <laughs> um, You're difficult. So this is just perpetuating that stereotype. Mm. Like they, they left unprepared. But you know Very what? But I gotta time. tell you, it's all right because. When the fucking Jamestown settlers came to Jamestown from England, they were absolutely not fucking prepared to That's do fine. fucking listen, listen, anything. To, just, so just, you know just what? Just another group of people who are idiots does not give these people a so pass. Wasps, they, we don't pass so over these people. aren't so fucking great themselves, all right, all right, Scott? Nobody's attacking you. I'm just saying these fucking people had wasp. plenty of time to prepare. Do you think it's because... Well, all it's that because... Was, <laughs> That's what you said. You said it's because. You think it's because? <laughs> because. While they were watching Egypt get destroyed by all these plagues, they were living in the circle of light in Goshen, and they felt they were privileged. Like, nothing bad's going to happen to us. So we're just going to leave without any food, and somehow we're going to figure know, it out man. on the way? There had to be, like, a tremendous amount of, like, fear and cynicism about what their outcome was going to be. They've been enslaved for, what, 430 years um, the history of the Israelites isn't like the best history. So there's always like that sense of like doom and dread. You don't, you don't want to get too happy. You know what I mean? I know. I get it. I get it. You want to temper your expectations. Yes. So you're not this yes. too much. So 600,000 men and children, they don't mention women. So I got to think there's considerably more. It's probably by like a million people, right? Yeah. I mean, there's got to be, actually, there's got to be more women than men because genetically there's more women than men. Um, I'm not following you. What do you mean genetically? In the world, there's slightly more women. Now. But back then, they didn't treat women very well. Back then, I bet you it was more women because men were fucking, like, dying in wars and, like, men would, you know. Yeah, but they, they remember what you talked about? Th- like, if the firstborn wasn't a woman, it wasn't a man, uh, a male, like, that, that baby disappeared. <laughs> like, I don't think, I think the odds are not so good. Like, I think there's much more men than women at this point in history. But we're talking about specifically Israelites who were not affected by God's plague. Okay, all right. Good enough. Good enough. I mean, you can fact check. Yeah, fact I mean, check if I'm right. I, I don't think there's any like real facts based. You don't on this think time we period. can find like statistics throughout history of um, the male to female Dude, you, you, you ratio? Have bur- you have burdened, shouldered the huge burden of producing this this web page. Uh, I mean, podcast, and um, yeah, you can add that to your list. Research <laughs> that. Yeah. 
Well, it's not even going to be research. It's probably going to be me looking it up so I can text it to Scott to like shove it in his face and be like, so, see, I told you I was fucking right. Yeah. So um, God says this is going to be a, a vigil. This is going to be a yearly thing. Like yeah. this, this, this is going to be represented. This, mm-hmm. I guess, is going to be Passover, mm-hmm. right? Which brings us to uh, directions for the Passover. Um. Was that actually a title? I usually highlight when it's a title. I don't think it's a title. I think the last part of Exodus 12, the last section, was the Exodus from Ramses to Succoth, which is about 120 miles, by the way. So you want me to start? (laughs) Which is a long walk for a million people. Yeah. Like, with their sandals and their staves. Oh, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. There is a section. I'm sorry. There is a section. My bad. Okay. Um. It's basically and the, it's and the it is called out. directions for Passover. So, should I start reading them? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, no foreigner shall eat of it, and by foreigner that means not a non-Hebrew, because uh, there's no there's no land. So right when now. you are like having your meal and doing your like rituals, you can't have someone who's not an Israelite. I, you know, at first I got mad at that, but then I was like, no, no, no. Every club is like that. Yeah. Like, you're not a club member. Right. There's, there's parties for the non-members. There's right. parties for the members. Well, because, and again, you if you are a foreigner, there's a way to get into this gang. Yeah. So you don't get jumped in. You don't have to go commit a crime. This one is much simpler. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get circumcised. Right. 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 If so, you're circumcised, you can go from foreigner to Israelite. And have like the feast. Yeah. So the next rule is purchased slaves can partake if they're circumcised. Right. Um, no bound or hired servant can participate. Which um, let me believe like what if you were a Hebrew and you had a Hebrew servant who they couldn't participate or no Hebrews were servants. A b- no bound or hired servant. So I guess that's like an indentured servant, somebody who has a contract, or somebody you hired is not allowed to participate. So this is weird. So the help is so, not allowed to sit. With so them. no bound or hired servant means all the servants, because either you're bound to servitude, you have no choice, right? I'm mm. assuming that's what bound means. You're bound like to this servitude. Is, this is some, yeah. Or for hire, or you've hired a servant. What other kinds of servants would well, there be? Well, the slaves are probably not considered bound servants. They're slaves. They're bound. Maybe there's oh, some sort of contract. I see. A, so there's working another off cat- something. You know. So okay. You know. You know. You know the Irish. The Irish slaves in America, like an know, indentured ser- indentured servitude. Like right, you're yeah. you're a bound I, servant. I actually, when you listen and back then to this, after I a certain actually, amount I of times, use that term indentured servant. Okay. Okay. So they Makes can sense. They, they help can they can help can enjoy. Okay. Um, it shall be eaten in one house, and no taking the animal outside, and you can't break its bones. So let's let's, let's talk about the one house. Um, I don't know anybody who starts a meal in one house and then carries it over <laughs> to another house. I don't. That was a thing. Um. So and then then they put it something. Well, it's like the, it's like um the food version of a bar crawl. In like New Orleans, you know, like you buy like a oh, fucking okay, yeah. hurricane in this bar, and right. then you take that shit and you th- walk through the streets. I think this was written backwards because they said you can't take. Yo, the food. let me get those beets. You, 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 you can't take a, <laughs> you can't take the animal outside, and I think that was, look at my tits. I think that covered it initially because you're, I'm you're, sorry, you're, I'm, I'm thinking about New Orleans. Yeah. So you have to go outside. 
with your food to go to the neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. That wasn't enough because people started living in apartment buildings. So they found a loophole. That's probably where Tupperware came from, next- you know? Like these like Jewish Passover women were like, how am I going to keep this warm while I'm going to Miriam's house? And so like, you know, necessity is the mother of invention and all that. Yeah. And Tupperware came from that and the first Tupperware parties. And you shall not break its bones. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever broken bones to eat something? Yeah, man. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah, of course. Let's yeah, say you get a, a yeah. whole rotisserie yeah, chicken. Like you got to break some sure, motherfucking sure, bones, sure. man. So that wishbone thing is not a Hebrew thing, right? Like drying out the wishbone and making a wish. I don't know. We, we haven't like gotten to that it. part of the Bible yeah. yet. And all Israelites will celebrate it. Yeah. So is that true? Like all the Hebrews celebrate Passover? That's part of the thing, right? It's like a holy ho- It's a high holiday. Well, there's, are there really any more Israelites? What, now? Yeah. I don't know. Now they're Jewish people, right? Okay. All right, maybe. So this is kind of like proto-Judaism. Yeah. So this is this right here that he's describing, Passover, now mm-hmm. that I'm thinking about it, this is really the birth of the religion, right? This is the... F- so what's the first ritual? What's binding Israelites? Circumcision was like the first thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So circumcision, okay. Now they're establishing like these rituals, yeah, you know, that, that will begin sure. to birth Judaism. So right now they're not even Jews; they're still Israelites. So maybe, maybe uh, in our in our week absence, we uh, we think about and research what constitutes a religion. It's not just faith; it's 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 a it's a series of. A religion is a written and, doctrine. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. A set um, of beliefs, a written set of beliefs and like, um, yeah. you know, right. So it also says aliens that reside with you. And I assume aliens just means non-Hebrew. Yo, man, not according can to draw, the guy on History Channel. Can draw, Maybe they're being fucking literal. <laughs> Maybe they're really talking about aliens. Because I saw something freaky, man. I saw a clip where a guy was talking about, all right, you know, you know the Inca... I'm sorry, you know the Mayans and you, and you know <laughs> the Aztec in Mexico. Yeah. You've heard of the Olmec? So the Olmec were the original, like, big civilization. They preceded the Mayans and the Aztec. Same region in Mexico. Pyramids. So they have, they have carvings in stone of these people who are holding, like, what looks like to be a bag, right? It's very distinct. It looks like like a bag, like a shopping bag. They found the same kinds of like markings in Egypt. People like fucking carved in stone, like holding these like little bags. And they found them like in, in some other places that like. Listen, every person everywhere holds something. So okay. like how many stick figures right. can you draw that like I'm sure that's all right. well, like of all the alien when evidence I, when I saw like, that was that was weak. when that I was saw weak it sauce. it seemed like it seemed cool when I saw it I was, was like oh that was some weak sauce right there <laughs> as far as uh, grieving up your alien story right. so aliens that reside with you can draw near to you if circumcised so if ET can gets draw cut, draw near yeah they to say you? draw near you okay so I guess that means maybe not sit at the big boy table maybe you're at the children's table right. or the alien table right. but you can at least you're outside with the pigs yeah yeah and then um he really just goes into like nobody does it unless they're circumcised like nobody does yeah. it so and that's where we're gonna leave off and uh, I think we covered a lot of ground here um so the Israelites are um 
They're on the move. Out of the land of Egypt. They're yeah. on the move. Well, it ends. It ends. Uh, Exodus, uh, what are we doing? Uh, 12, mm-hmm. uh, verse 50. All the Israelites did just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. That very day, the Lord brought the Israelites out of the land of Egypt, company by company. Yeah, we still don't know really what that means. But it's just, he yeah. brought them out yeah. of the land of Egypt. So I'm assuming they've crossed the boundary because the title was earlier, um, what, from the land of, uh, uh, from Ramses to, to Succoth, which is about 120 miles. So they're probably beyond, like, you know, the city proper or yeah. the state proper. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you now, we're an hour and a half into this, but I still feel like we need to take some time because I want to like reflect and like, did, did we like this? Like, did, like, how do we feel about this? I got to tell you this, I kind of feel a little bit of exhilaration for the Hebrews because finally, that they, they paid their dues yeah. and nothing bad's going to happen. Anymore. I don't think they so. They took care I of think, the bad stuff in history. Like I they, think it's all fucking sunshine and rainbows for the Hebrews going forward. I cannot agree with you more. Yeah, awesome. I, I think moving forward, like it's all like smooth sailing from here on out. Like God's like taking care of Ramses. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's provided them with like their first ritual as a group that they can bond over. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure wherever they're going to wind up, people will take to that and they themselves will want to participate in it. Yeah. And um, the Israelites will be, Welcome with open arms everywhere they go course, for the man. rest of time. Of it seems course. like that. Awesome. I have one question, though. Where the fuck are they going? <laughs> I, I thought about three blind mice and Andrew Dice Clay. I'm like, where, where are they going? I don't know. Let's find out. All right. So, so next time, um, we're going to start off with Exodus 13 and figure we'll we'll do like three, yeah, four, three or four, probably four like chapters. Yeah. Right. So uh, that's where we're going to pick it up from uh, next time. All right. So uh, peace. All right. Peace out. Peace out.